think that'd be a good one. We're in. Food Junkie Radio, episode number seven, Polo Adamo in the house. Seven, my goodness. I know. I didn't think you were just going to be on the show the whole entire time. I, I, my I. plan was to just but, go but, visit other yeah, chefs, but, but here we pandemic are. says this. Yeah. Anyways, you're going about uh, beans got you thinking about. Uh, yeah, I got a pot of beans on right now, actually. Okay, so, what yeah. kind of beans are you cooking right now? Uh, pinto. Oh, old Pinto. Old I'm old usually old the old the black bean person, but I mixed it up today. Pintos are a hair cheaper than black sometimes, usually. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, when you buy them dry, the obviously. good old grocery outlet, they're the same price. Grocery outlet, <laughs> market. We're not sponsored by them, but no problem if we are. All right, Pinto beans you got going on. I got you thinking about... Yeah, so um, I feel like cooking beans from scratch is something I only do during winter, and I only do it because there's like not enough fresh variety of vegetables around to keep me interested um and then i was thinking about like god what did they do like way back in the day when you couldn't just go to safeway and get some like corn in the middle of winter you know just like didn't exist and what did you eat and how did you you know keep it interesting so that you'd want to keep eating because you know, you can speculate. Sure, you can survive mm-hmm. on, but like, are you really going to eat the same meal for three months straight? Oh, when did that transition happen from? Oh, that's eating a good question. to survive, and then eating for pleasure. For pleasure, because that must have been fascinating. That must have been wild. Maybe, or maybe we've always been eating in pleasure, and the stories they tell us are just how it's done. I mean, I never talked to a caveman or anybody back then. Mm. You know, the techniques like pickling and all that. I mean, if you look at pickling, that's a pretty uh, it has its roots in survival. Yeah, it does. But it's definitely been transformed to, to be more pleasure. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, same thing with salting and curing. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, like those are, for one, to figure out the technique is crazy. So yeah. that whole ordeal. Yeah, yeah. Which we've gone over. How did, how did exactly. aliens did it? So aliens how do they do it? Everything. Let's just say this is the... This is the first steps of them getting out of eating for survival. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about like what uh, I always like thinking about what dishes have we lost to time. And, you know, uh, I like finding like buying old school cookbooks and finding them when they say just weird stuff that you never would have thought of. But it's like if this isn't a cookbook, that means it was popular enough mm-hmm. that people wanted to know about it mm-hmm. although we could talk about how books probably used to be expensive but we're not i'm not that far back I'm, you know um you go far back as you want we could well why not but i just think i wonder i wonder like did someone ever have like a roasted braised dish that had just like nothing but preserved vegetables in it like hmm. and what would that even taste like what would, what would it taste like if you made uh, a roast of something and all you had was like pickled or preserved carrot mm. onion and celery to use as your base how different is that from today or with what would the flavor onions. like how funky was stuff i don't know sounds like german food to me sauerkraut that's, hey that's a great idea you yeah that's a great point maybe that's what people did they just fried stuff meat up because it was so expensive mm-hmm. and we'll just get so thin mm-hmm. nobody knows <laughs> what it is <laughs> and I mean, we'll just I put some pickly things on it that are just surviving in in my basement. I'm thinking as things got more safer. I'm thinking as they continue to be. If we're going off the idea of hunter gathering, mm-hmm. and our tribe is only you know 30 people, right? Once it goes to like you know when you think about Mayan civilization or you know Aztecs or some of those bigger civilizations where they're eclipsing like a million people possibly, right? And still didn't have the modern technology. Supposedly. Supposedly. I'm thinking at that point when motherfuckers are living to, you know, past 18, past yeah. 20, past 30. And you're living in one spot year round. Thank you. Yeah, I'm probably. thinking then all of a sudden people started foraging more and more. People were just around food the whole day. And I'm thinking they're like, yeah. all right, we're competitive in spirit. You know, you always talk mm-hmm. about competitive spirit. I'm thinking whoever's doing stuff at some point they're like all right instead of fighting each other and you know whatever we we're not fighting nobody let's have a cooking competition who could do it best and then maybe whatever the human mind is of innovation i'm assuming that's how it is but we already asked you know we went down this pathway of thinking about like there's so many different techniques uh you have to have so many different cooking wares i mean in its basis you could create anything with just a very minimal amount but for sure 
thinking about, you know, and I'll just go to French cuisine because it seems like that'll be the backbone for a lot of people's base techniques, at least for yeah. professional or, you know, uh, non-professional. I'm thinking it just over time, motherfuckers just started really, oh, okay, maybe we could do do this and test stuff, I guess. I mean, is that how I, it normally Yeah, that's, I think that's kind of how humans learn, right? Is you try something new and you see what happens. Did I like it? Did I not like it? What are the results? How much energy did it take? Maybe, you know, hmm. it's kind of what we still do today going forward with new technologies. You yeah. theorize about something, yeah. you try it out and you see what happened, mm-hmm. you know, pros and cons list and try it again. Can you replicate it? I mean, the only newest techniques, I think, for me were more like the sous vide and all the, you know, gastronomy stuff. Uh huh. But besides that, I mean, we haven't really evolved cooking in any no. way, shape, or form, or even the techniques of how we. I think get just food. our finesse level has gone way up. I can see that finesse as in finesse as in like instead of um like for for example like rustic plating to like a fine dining plating. Oh, okay. Make it it's the same nice. techniques yes. for sure, but one requires a little bit more attention. See why is but that? But for even almost the same profile fla- flavor profile. When did we learn about like oh if I make this look like this, that shit'll fucking. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just over time and see that's what makes me think. It. I yeah. okay, so you're along the lines of this shit's through evolution, right? Like we kind of yeah. space in my head. I'm thinking somewhere along the way, either someone with the knowledge was given to them by somebody else. Because mm-hmm. I'm more in the mindset of this world has lived in some advanced life before, for sure. That for we sure. know. So I that's why I'm thinking when I look at food, that time and time again. I'm thinking when we look at food. I'm thinking like this is when you look at the idea of bringing something to the plate and the whole entire, you know, process. And then to get it into, you know, you walk into a kitchen, that shit looks like sometimes like a laboratory. And not like really yeah. like, oh, ingredients. But I mean, no. all the the Especially where, the, the newer kitchens that are into the military gastronomy. That makes it they even got look those crazier. Like spinning bulbs. Yep. Oh, you mean like, like, even a, a, regular like a big French bistro type yeah. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Just all the sure. tools, all the techniques, and then the people you talk to. Like, I was walking, I was watching some uh, Jacques Pepin, like some old videos. Mm-hmm. Big fan of his. Like, uh, growing up, I oh, love yeah, his stuff. Dope. But, like, you look at it, you're like, dude, there is some level of cookery that is just, it's hard to imagine. And I think when you're talking about, you know, the whole bean thing and how it, you know, why do you do it during winter and how did they even get to this point? Those yeah. are the questions I think that. Everybody should be asking whether it pertains to food or not. I think that is more of life's mysteries, and you could always mm-hmm. find that in anything you do, especially cooking. Because, yeah. you know, like you said, like how did they do it? Was it farmers markets? At some point, another tribe came by. Was like, was hey, like, we we sell this. Hey, I got I got these apples, and you grow pears. Have you ever had an apple? Or you try it. And we're like, well, we're really good at it. Maybe we'll just keep making these, and you just keep making those, and. Mm-hmm. We'll share. See, we need it. I mean, that's how I'm pretty sure there's a food historian. Oh, there's, that's definitely a job. Yeah. I feel I like we should have one of those people. I want to talk to one of those. Yeah, people. let's find one. Because I want to, I want to hear that, but I also want to hear all the other stuff. Because you know, you've seen enough cooking shows where you're mm-hmm. like, dude, they talk to these people in the in the middle of the jungle, and they talk about how they. I love food. it. I love that stuff. It's I love crazy. finding that old school recipe because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I think like you're saying fine dining now is like so advanced so mm-hmm. finesse and you're like but like where did that come from what's the start of that like i see the result the results on instagram on yes. on every social media over and over i see the result i'm fascinated by the result i think it's awesome but where was the impetus for that idea because mm-hmm. i feel like i feel like pickling and preserving is a great example of that because i think we're i would assume most people think renee redzepin is kind of like the modern guy for that who really repopularized it but like my i'm curious is like why did it fall out of favor mm-hmm. and he's not he never has claimed to to invent it Originated. he all the time he says like we just found some old books and we we're like let's try mm-hmm. and it wasn't like it had been completely forgotten but it definitely fell out of favor and so anytime something that happened you're gonna lose some information that has been rediscovered now because it's so popular everybody does it but like what did we lose like forever i'm curious i don't know i'm trying to think about all the old but i have a couple old cookbooks but nothing like past like the fucking you know 1950s i only yeah i'm talking about like it'd be fun to find like 1800 1700s do they even exist maybe not 
I think maybe the farther back you go, it maybe doesn't exist as like a proper book, mm -hmm. but maybe like in someone's uh, diary or maybe it's like in an older book mm -hmm. and they probably say like one sentence like we had the, you know, captain of the ship's favorite pickled whale blubber. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. And maybe that's what recipes were and people just had a more innate knowledge of how to accomplish these things. Yeah. Like who would be designated as the fucking cook? You know what I mean? Like it's probably who's a that shit guy? job or maybe it was a Herald, super important that's job. That's what I'm thinking. Because you got to think know? there's a hunters, but a lot of times hunters don't know how to cook. I mean, yeah. that's in today's world. <laughs> that's in today's world for sure. Yeah. I mean, not to say all hunters can't cook. I mean, no. they all cook. Some, some, some do some really great charcuterie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But sometimes they can't cook rice. Yeah. That's kind of the And game. that's like, you know. So who was the cook? I want to know who the first cook was. First, like, person employed to only cook. Yeah. yeah. First person that was First like, person in that tribe. Yep. That was like, people just brought the stuff to you and you had to feed your... 20, Village. 30 people with it. Yeah. Because someone had to have passed down that knowledge. Yeah. Don't know who was dubbed the person to have the knowledge, but somehow, because there's hunter-gatherer and cook. Mm -hmm. People forget. Like, yeah. how the fuck do you get the food into the mouths? And put yeah. Motherfuckers were just like, Ugh. Well, yeah, we can't eat raw. Thank we you. can't. We I have mean, to you cook. technically can certain things, but Some I don't things, think motherfuckers figure that out. But, like, yeah, our yeah. stomach can only handle so much. So, yeah. it, And it does make sense efficiency-wise to not have the hunter-gatherer also be the cooker mm -hmm. because they'd be exhausted. Exhausted. Like, people gathering shit, people hunting. So at some point, some maybe two or three people in the tribe were like, they're the ones mm -hmm. who cook. And they're the ones who got passed down that knowledge yeah. from someone. And they slowly developed it over time. I would just love to somehow like have a Doctor Who viewfinder TARDIS thing and just like watch. I'd love to be. If time it, machines are the thing, I'd be like, Send me to where the first cook ever in the world was. I'm cooking. This high-end yeah. cook. When that motherfucker put something with something and then with something else. Yeah. And was like, when I want to know what it was like when people first ate that pot roast or mm -hmm. first ate that meatloaf, whatever yeah. it was. Because I'm assuming that's some weird, like, you know. Yeah. And there definitely are some. I, I just, as we were talking, I remembered I watched uh some netflix show or show that got bought from bbc onto netflix and these modern fine dining cooks would go to these old-timey uk castles that mm. have been there since 1600 and mm. would cook recipes from like the castle library or, or however they got a hold of these recipes and it'd be like goose with yeah. oyster sauce and snails yeah you know mutton and yeah and mutton <laughs> yeah. and like and they they go to I'll I'll have to find the show so you can I don't know post a link to it somewhere, um, but it's it's really fascinating to watch and and they have this group of diners who like they don't know what they're getting themselves into much like I don't think we would yeah I don't I don't know what goose and oyster sauce tastes like no. you know I, there, I have I, there, there's nowhere I could yeah. even start yeah. from to think about that yeah. I would guess that there was more wild game meat back then for sure you know what I mean just because. And it's weird how we've gotten to this point where it's like, oh, we, we don't. Or it's just chicken do everywhere, which I love chicken. Chicken beef. I, I love Chicken's chicken. Chicken's great. I eat chicken beef 10 nights great. in a row. I mean, chicken is where the bee's knees are, cost wise. Yeah. I mean, it's available. It's yeah. readily. I mean, but it would be cool there. to get more into. Um, and we were kind of talking about this before about the small guy mm -hmm. and maybe like the small hunter who could, you know, mm -hmm. be allowed to kill 20 rabbits mm -hmm. as long as he sells. 15 of them at a cut price to his local neighborhood. I mean, what, what, what would we, what would we rediscover and come back with then? Rabbit used to be popular back then. I remember yeah. cooking that in culinary school quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little rabbit rack of lamb or yeah. rabbit rack of rabbit. And, and lamb. lamb. Lamb is only expensive now. I know. It's like one of those things that it's like only expensive now because it's expensive now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> only because, <laughs> That's only because, so because weird. it's so prized. Yes. Yeah. But it's, Prized because it's prized. Yeah, only because it's prized. That's why how yeah. it works in the market. And I don't know. I'm not. But you have to understand, like the, that's big business. Like you said, chickens oh. every every day. Chickens every day. That's why you everybody loves chicken because it's cheap. But there, you don't think for a second that that is controlled by, you know, some business. And it got to that point. Whatever the struggle was back cabal. then. Well, not cabal, but let's just say. Business More is business. Funded. Like, chicken is the Walmart of food. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they capitalize the market. You know what I'm talking about? Like, we got well, it to the crushed. point where they got restaurants that just do wings. 
They got to just do wings. They got followers. I just eat breasts only. You got yeah. thigh people. Oh, you got there's so many people, people who only eat the white meat. That's I what I'm saying. The dark meat's so good. Exactly. And I'm not just saying that as like a food person. I love chicken. Hey, I have that's chicken racism. breasts in the fridge that's right now. It is. That's racism. It's, it's <laughs> jobism. If you're, I mean, that's if what you're is. a food person, you like the dark meat. And it's I, like no, man, I appreciate them both equally. Uh, yeah, breast meat is I. Breast meat because I was more accustomed to eating fried chicken when I was young. And oh, okay. the, the breasts were the worst parts. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, what the fuck is this string? I like, string I like having the breast meat around just because it's like it's easy. five, ten minutes yeah. and you're done. How do you cook your breast meat? If it's like just boneless, skinless yeah, bread. Boneless, skinless, old school boneless. Skinless. Probably just uh, salt, pepper in a pan and throw it on a salad. and. You pan sear what? and finish in the oven? No, nah, I just what do, do, do it in the pan. Oh, straight up? Yeah, why not? Oh. Do it like slow, as we talked about the yeah, low sear, because then I can make my whole salad while the chicken's cooking. That's true. You know, low sear. Which mm. then I'm when I'm done, I'm done. I like chicken. I do like chicken, but I also, in my mind, think that you are what you eat. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck. yeah, no, that's you a fact. That, exactly. that is a fact. Well, I think that was a big push when we were kids, because I remember seeing a poster in my little school cafeteria that was like, you are what you eat. And like the brain was like an apple and like the whole body was just made of different broccoli. I mean, but it's true. I don't see why it isn't. Science has proven it time and time again. Those nutrients go straight into your body. I mean, think about it this way. You've heard of those uh, techniques, like especially with seafood. I know that there are certain techniques like they do with a certain thing, like uh, shrimp, for instance, how they poke Mm. the head in and it's a certain way of killing it. So there's no stress on the body. The meat kind of, so extending that to chicken, beef, all that. Mm. Now you could say it's, uh, it's, uh, it's minute and it's detail. It's minute and whatever. Okay, cool. But if you consider that, and if you have that kind of you know mindset going in, and you know you try to handle things start to finish with some kind of, I wouldn't say care. It's just attention to detail specific to you because people oh. don't really care. Like with, yeah. with maybe a little finesse. I uh, maybe a little finesse. There you go. It's in choice of you know how you want to live your life. At least that's the revelation I'm having right now. And it's like, yeah, maybe it is. Uh, it's choice. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because. You would think that people would be eating wild meat all the time, especially if we're on this wild kick. Like everybody's like, wild, I want want wild, I want wild salmon. Well, that's what I'm saying. But then everything else is farmed. Yeah. That's my, it's the mysterious to me because it's like everything else is farmed, but. And is there anything really wrong with farmed food? I personally don't think so. Farmed proteins? I personally don't don't think so. so. But it's weird the perception because people aren't fully aware of it. You know what I mean? The perception is everything. When it comes to food, it is everything. Yeah. Like we and don't so eat weird. wild meat. That's how I was like, it's it, weird. And people don't eat wild. it because they don't eat it. They don't eat and it. Just like That's like my biggest frustration yes. when people come in to eat yeah. and I'm like, try try this. And they're like, no, 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 I don't eat that. And I'm like, why? Because uh, I never have. <laughs> I can at least sympathize with the people who are like, oh, my my dad used to make that yeah. and it was horrible. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But like for those people, I'm like, let me reconvince you that this can be edible mm-hmm. like onion, people and onions people are like oh yeah the raw onion thing yeah. i don't get i love raw onion really i, oh, I, I hate raw onions. oh if you get you had me an in and out burger with just like a thick white onion oh, i'll no. smash i'll have the stanky incorrect. breath afterwards. you are i'll incorrect. definitely need one of them like peppermints no no bro that's in raw raw onions to me is only appropriate on hot dogs and chili dogs or chili for that i matter. bet it's Appropriate more places. Than Not that. on I a bet burger. I can name one. That's right like away. saying like, let me get In and Out uh, onion with a side of meat. That's what it's like if you eat onion in a burger that big, the size you're talking about. Oh, I would love that. Well, I don't know about onion. But what that's about what I'm like raw onion and like ceviche? Is it is it cooked enough for you because well, the it's acid? Not even cooked. It's just it's there as a complimentary roll. Oh, but it's okay there. It's okay there. Raw <laughs> onion's very specific. It, it is a in- intense. It is. That's why it's usually sliced really thin. Well, that's what usually, but the motherfuckers that do the thick shit, I'm like, hey, yeah. I don't know. I that's my people. That. No, man, not, that, that's a little too much rawness <laughs> for me. But I understand it. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See, there can be peace achieved through food. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And the cool thing about food is you could talk about it, and every it, everybody understands that everybody has their own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But with opinions outside of food oh, everything dude, gets all emotional it's either you agree with me or you don't so i ain't even friends with you yeah i ain't even friends with you oh. can you imagine people were like that about like fries yeah what you like Kristen 
Fries? Nah, don't ever look at me again. Raw onion? Take me off my IG. Take out. You don't even follow me. Don't even have me blocked. But see, yet people don't really, I mean, people don't really dabble into the food they eat. And it should be, like I said, commonplace. Maybe that becomes a transition out of this new world. I would love that. It becomes part of, I think it should be course from kindergarten, and you should Mm -hmm. have a course on food every year until you work in industry when you are in high school. You work at least one or two years, like an ROP situation, Mm -hmm. and then that's it. You've done your time. Well, I'm totally down with that, too, but I think that's we're partial. I think I think a, a home ec class starting from kindergarten would be would be fine by me. Oh, home ec for sure. Yeah, home at ec least. for sure. Yeah. Maybe you don't learn one new food thing every year, but you learn enough that by the time you're out of high school, you can make so, yourself dinner on a Sunday when you got time. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking by the time you're done with middle school, you should be able to live on your own all the way through. That's what I'm thinking. Why not? They, we used to. You got to have enough technique to... We used to. No, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean... Call me crazy. You look back. Food's important like that. But back to food history. So you're, yeah, you're, you're eating beans and you're thinking how they figured this out. Yeah. What did the first farmer's market look like in your opinion? And where where do you think this might have originated from? The farmer's market? Farmer's market or even the idea or conceptually where you think tr- mm. food started transitioning to this modern look. If you had to throw I, it out there. I know we're I would not go, like history buffs like that. I would go way back in that maybe the first farmer's market was the pillaging of another tribe. Probably, because you probably had your group of people, mm-hmm. and you saw those group of people over there who maybe you didn't have as much food as they do, and you're looking at all their berries and whatever that they got, and you're like, my tribe's hungry. I'm in charge. We're taking you. Boom, and maybe the first <laughs> farmer's market was a little bit barbaric, or maybe it was different or a mixed of being you know, violent and peaceful. Maybe two tribes saw like, oh... You you have this berry. Well, we have this. I don't know fish. Trade. Yeah. And let's let's bar- maybe that was the first farmers market. market. Yeah. And then maybe one tribe had access to a bunch of different ones, and maybe there maybe that's how the first like city was created because they were just happened to be in the middle of a bunch of smaller guys, and mm-hmm. all the trade flows through you. You always take your little cut, and maybe they're the ones that got big enough first to. Mm. Sit, sit for a year, and I then see that. they would hold markets, mm. host the other tribes for markets, maybe. Mm. See, because I look at things like Silk Road, mm-hmm. and I look at things like uh, the Genghis Khan stories and shit, and it makes me think about what you were talking about, like, oh, you know, it became, uh, I took over this whole tribe, and, you know, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan and then they were more nomadic, so they would just pick up their yurts and just mm-hmm. ride Go to the, the next, next area. One. So it would almost think like this, maybe the people who were spared were the people that had food. Yeah, maybe they're the ones that were left alive. Like, well, you're the one Fuck that yeah. can can keep my babies that I just had with all these women alive mm-hmm. after they're born. Yep. So you stay here, you stay alive, and you keep hunter gathering and feeding these. Yeah. I've heard of the thing. Have you ever heard? It'd of just this? be so fascinating. You ever heard of this theory of Vikings being farmers? Like originally, they're farmers. I haven't heard that, but I have heard that yeah. the Vikings are were much more advanced than I think most people are led to believe. Yes. Because there's an idea, and I've heard this either as TV shows kind of portray it that way. Like, oh, I think you're right. Okay. Vikings, like Vikings the show on Amazon, or I don't know what, to, what it actually is on. But anyways, the idea in there was Ragnar was just, he's like, look, I'm just looking for land for my family so I could just farm. I just want to mm-hmm. farm. His big thing, looking at the dust, feeling it, or mm-hmm. looking at the dirt. And in my head, I'm thinking in my head, it's like, if you paint their story, they're from the north. Obviously, it's not as much vegetation. I mean, they have right. their moments, but they're looking yeah. for, for land. For long parts throughout the year, they can't grow. Thank you. So they're looking, exploring to try to mm. find places to just grow shit. And, but it's not their fault. They knew how to fucking you know, massacre people and shit, if that's the yeah. case. But they're on their survival tip. Maybe but that's the path of least resistance was just to completely dominate you but rather it than seems convince. That, that speaks more to our na- na- nature. As, it does. Yeah, well, that's you know a, <laughs> now we're maybe getting a little too deep, but that's a for real commentary on modern day. It is because, I mean, you see it through and through. And I think as, as it is with food, it cycles through. So, I mean, there's iterations of it. It almost seems like farming is innate to us as human beings because mm-hmm. the idea of farming to me seems very advanced. Yeah, if you really think about no, it. No, for sure. You know what I mean? But how yeah. many people today know how to do it? Like nobody. Exactly. I, I think I could. I got my little succulent plants back there <laughs> that struggling. like live through anything. And those <laughs> are know? struggling. And they're struggling. 
And, you know, I'm sure we all are either the person or mm-hmm. know somebody who, like, can't keep a rock alive. No, that's true. You know? It's true. So why, why has that knowledge been lost over time? Have we just become so specialized in different fields and because that's efficient for us to advance as a culture? I don't know. And maybe we've spent see, we so advancing? much energy on advancing that we've forgotten that thriving is important, too. That's what I'm saying. Because is it really advancing? Because I remember I used to think that, too. And it's like people used to, you know, look at old, you know, tribal cultures like, oh, that's, you know, barbarianism. That's whatever. Aren't they happy? Exactly. But look what they used to do. A lot of them used to farm. Used mm-hmm. to sew, used to pottery. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, I all these I basic love skills these that I wish I knew. I and wish I knew knows all. how. Because you know, think about it. If we were stuck on an island to cook, we would need hopefully yeah. cookware yeah. at some point. You know, being yeah. able to make pottery is pretty fucking important. There's a reason mm-hmm. why most tribal cultures make pottery. Yeah, because to feed in any kind of quantity, water. Uh, you food, need to be able to hold hold stuff exactly. Just, just look at your home. How many mm-hmm. bowls and things that hold things do you own? Yep, exactly. Probably way more than you, you don't think. Even think about like baskets and shit like that. Like, yeah. motherfucker, like, got a weave like and shit. Yep, yeah. Trash baskets. Thank you. See, so that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where in our notion do we think like we're more advanced? Even though things are going where it's more efficient, mm-hmm. but in your head sometimes. I mean, think about the life we live today. You know what I mean? It's like it has nothing to do with trying to quote-unquote live now that's subjective to each person but let's just mm-hmm. think about it in the sense of you know uh living off your own you know farm or being able to produce your own food uh you know all those other things i mentioned and it makes you think it's like back then maybe they did have have the idea right because when i think mm-hmm. about it back then it just seems like there's not that many people back then but then yeah. you look at today's world you're like yeah. i mean technically there's not that many people in my specific you know world Granted, the idea and the numbers are like 33 million, da, 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 whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yes, but realistically, I'm only seeing this many people yeah. in my world. So why is my mind separated from what actually is reality? And I think as we keep going forward, those things kind of dissociate yeah. a little bit. That's why I think yeah. food's interesting because the guys that do take the time out to, in whatever fashion, whether uh, I love restaurants that really just try to bring, one, just kind of try to bring information to, you know, the experience, whether mm-hmm. it's through ideas of food and, and information or in simple presentation. I mean, anything to kind of just move the notion of being interested in food. I'm more, yeah. I'm more into as, as I get older now, where before it's like, oh, I'm just eating just because the shit tastes good. Now it's like, yeah. it is kind of a, it should be an experience. Yeah. And uh, the more we talk, I'm thinking that people should definitely be more in tune with what they're putting in their body in whatever mm-hmm. capacity. It doesn't yeah. even matter. As long as you're inquisitive about it and you have a curiosity, I think, you know, that'll help everything going forward. Cause there's so many questions that people have about food yet. It's like anything else. You can't really find an answer. It's just more, you have to go and you have to try. Yeah, You have to. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. no other way. Well, cause if you tried to read a book on food of everything we know about food, you, I mean, it would put any other book to shame. Uh, you would, It'd be impossible. Yeah. It's, impo- it's impossible for someone who does it for a living to learn every single thing. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And I, and I forever. live my whole life in it. Mm-hmm. And I, there, I'm still like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way I can learn everything. Yeah. But I can get really good at the part at some parts of it. Yeah. The parts I like and the, the parts, parts I'm into. Yeah. And then the other parts, I mean, I could just experience. Yeah. And then in doing that, I add to that book of knowledge mm-hmm. for everyone else. I'm always interested by... The restaurants that are kind of in the more remote places and how they seem to have an easier access to their local history. You know, if you look at a place like uh, Favakin that used to be around, Mm. uh, you know, that guy, just he himself knew so much about what grew in his area. Mm -hmm. And even though he was a fine dining place and, and elevated it, he seemed to just have such an innate knowledge of the older cooking techniques yeah. and maybe that's because it's a what we would call a smaller um town i yeah. mean it is a smaller town yeah and maybe just by that fact he's more linked to his history than maybe someone who's where was that at Favikin, sweden finland yeah. norway see that's when you bring that up you notice that more in other countries 
It's never in well, America. I would say in the <laughs> South. I, I kind of thought of the South, and uh, because we had, uh, I made black eyed peas for for New Year's because okay. I knew okay, I had yeah, never yeah. done it, yeah. and I was like, whatever. Cool. I know you're supposed to for some reason. Yeah, and it's good luck. I brought some. I, I made them super new American style. They had like miso paste and gochujang chili Gochi in it, yep. and yeah, yeah. made it like bean dip with like polenta. Yeah. I mean, it was dope. Yeah. I was, and it was like a very like new age thing to do, and uh, someone got interested by that and like found an article about why are why do you eat uh, black eyed peas, eyed peas and, yeah. and it was a really cool small like 10 five probably five minute read and i was like wow dude that's so cool and like that's a super southern thing and you think of like the south as like the small town and like they're definitely more linked i think to their history than we are in in california i, mean, I think i've said this before but i think that the south and like kind of barbecue culture, something kind of that that degree. I think that is more. Uh, I would consider identity of uh, American cooking more than for anything, sure. Yeah, in my opinion. absolutely. But in saying that, I'm not well versed in Southern cooking. I, I mean, I dabble in it, but by no means I know anything yeah. about I it. I definitely but think it's different yeah. enough from the other cuisines. It draws information from to be its own mm-hmm. and to be American. Yeah. Out of any other cuisine out yeah. there. I think being in California, I think this is just like, this is the newest shit happening. That's how I feel about yeah. California. Southern cooking for sure. But back to the Sweden thing, when you talk about like old techniques and these are from centuries ago, mm-hmm. that only happens in other countries. It never happens in America. Yeah. South is the maybe the most, but South you we're only referencing as far back yeah. as maybe. Well, America's you know, young too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's where it's fascinating because if where the country that everybody believes it to be whether it's through you know i mean is our food better than everybody else's eh, subjective it's food yeah, but that's yeah at the same time it is unique here you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the sense that you have it's uh, you're available to fuse a lot of things mm-hmm. good or bad that's what america does you yeah. know what i mean and i don't know what to make of it at the end of the day but it is something very new and that's what i've yeah. been grappling back and forth about that concept because at first, I was like, oh, America's dope because you can just be whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you come here of culture, you basically, in you know, this is just my opinion, you have to give up a lot of your culture to assimilate to American culture. Yeah. Um, now, to many degrees, I don't know how much people give out of themselves. Some people completely 100% and just gung-ho American. But what American culture is, is uh, that's a mystery to me because I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, we're in the midst of some weird shit going on now. And yeah. those are the kind of things I think because I don't know what the what American culture is because it's wow. given to we're us. We're still too young. We're too young as a country, I think, exactly. to have a super strong culture. Mm-hmm. And, and because our nature is, you know, to have so many so much immigration mm-hmm. that contributes to the over. There's always going to be a little bit of a divide from region to region. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great thing in terms of food mm-hmm. because it allows us to have access to basically any ingredient across the globe that you want. There's someone who moved here who, whose aunt back in the home country was like the best person mm-hmm. who made that. And now you can just like walk around the corner and buy it and, eat it. and, yeah. and, ha- and you know, it's like in, I don't know, Morocco, you're not getting homemade miso paste. It's mm-hmm. not happening. No, only here. But like. In Sacramento, California, homemade miso paste. I can buy a tagine yes. that's probably made by somebody who whose made family has made it for a hundred years, and I can also get miso paste made by someone's family who's been at it forever. That's true. And put it with I don't know some other random ingredient and make something that's it maybe in that way before. is truly American. Just true. a combination because yeah. it's so different from any one region. Would you consider that bastardizing? No. Hmm. I th- I think it's I think it's um I think when it's done in a way where you think about the thought process that maybe the culture you're borrowing from mm-hmm. and implementing new ingredients, which is I I guess I'm biased cuz that's what I like to do. I like to cook with a with a culture's cooking style, maybe like a stir fry, but use a different culture's ingredients mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. Oh, for sure. Or or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's a really fun way to go about it. Yeah. Um, it's always an interesting conversation because you, I, I've run into that in varying degrees throughout, you know, my culinary experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like how much of it do you keep true and how much do you kind of just take parts of it which you like? And I think that is more of American culture, which I'm totally into because, like you yeah. said, 
you have access to everything and having that access you're able to really come up with you know uh, anything but i remember the food trend of uh what what do they call those restaurants like uh not fusion. hybrid restaurants yeah fusion because it was hot yeah. until everybody hated it which is weird because mm-hmm. that's what every culture moving to America did. Yes. That's how so many things that we think are from that culture are not. Like chop suey. That was yeah. invented in New York. All, all American Chinese food is not yeah. Chinese food. <laughs> no. They, they moved from China to here yeah. and they didn't have the same ingredients, mm-hmm. but they knew how they thought about food. And mm-hmm. so they just took what they could find that was similar mm-hmm. and just made it here. Yeah. And that's how like that's orange America. chicken. Yeah, orange chicken. General Sao. Uh, now I'm stuck on General, China. But yeah. Well, I mean, Italian. But that's food. the one I can think okay, of. Okay, give me some Italian. Spaghetti food. and meatballs. So that's not in Italy. No. I can't go to Italian I restaurant. I mean, you can now. But before. The, America, so for Italian food, some guy, I think we've said this before, but some guy in New York said it best. Mm. America, he thinks of as just a different region for Italy in far as food terms. You know, uh, just like this is instead of. Uh, now I can't think of not one spot in Italy instead of, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. instead of, uh, Lombardian Italian food. Okay. This is American Italian food uh, and that's how he lo- chooses to look at almost it. Almost as I an think, extension of the country. Yeah. Just like, this is a different growing region mm-hmm. that has its own, uh, I can't believe I can't think of not one, Campania and mm-hmm. Sardin. Now, now they're coming. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Italian. Got past like. the block. But yeah, he treats the different regions of America just as if they were regions in Italy. Uh-huh. And does that same thing where he uses ingredients here mm-hmm. with Italian, Italian technique, Italian, Italian technique, and, yeah. and puts that together. Hmm. Maybe just the word fusion fell out, and but pe- yeah. I think it got replaced with new American. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because yeah. new American is fucking fusion yeah, for sure. Uh, miso clams, I'm like that's fucking fusion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, miso clam sounds good. I'm doing that. Soon. Dude, miso clams always good. miso basically miso anything miso <laughs> miso chicken noodle soup man miso that's hungry yeah exactly <laughs> miso is one of those uh, crazy ingredients. I mean that's what I'm saying miso anything mm. that's uh, one of those fermented anything like <gasps> if you're looking for depth. Find anything fermented. I remember when we first went on Dude. lockdown, I went and bought hella gochujang and hella miso because <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm not going to have the flavor or yeah. <laughs> just yeah. rely on basic salt and pepper. Because, yeah. yeah, that funk brings out something cool. It does. It's a weird palette to play with. There's a baseline, mm-hmm. and you can add on top of there. It just gives you some other depth yeah. of flavor. I think it's definitely a, a part of the palette that in America we're slowly getting used to that other parts of the world use in-depth. Oh, like and you're talking about like, like we're in our stuff? we're like in our infancy in mm-hmm. ferment and stuff, whereas other countries, that's a huge part of what they do. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I always think about that. Like, is it is it wrong to take like other cultures in? It's it's a back and forth thing. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe the way you name it is the intent. Yeah, but Ma- it, it it speaks yeah, to yeah. us is, you know, the dichotomy of like, you know, fucking 50-50, like being American but uh, being born of a culture. Yeah. Well, cuz like everyone says they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, I'm a Jamaican American. I'm yeah. a Japanese American." Yeah. Very few people just say, "I'm an American American." Yeah. A lot of people know their family history and where it's from. Even the Irish Americans might say they're American, but they're like, "Well, my family's all from Ireland. That's why I'm see-through, and I like potatoes and cabbage and, and shit. Yeah, predisposed. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can't take spice that way. I, don't know. I guess I'm being very general, loose here. But that's what it is. It's that's the my truth. experience talking I mean, to that's, people. That's the hardest. That's the it, norm. It's I the guess. norm. It's the hardest and coolest part about America. It's how much of your culture you're willing to give up mm-hmm. to accept other people's culture. Yeah. And it's varying degrees. And it's weird how people have opinions about that, you know, to varying degrees. And how degrees. other people should do it. You know, like, yeah. oh, you fucking taking that. You're not even supposed to. You're not even this. You can't do that. But I I'm definitely like, named dishes differently because mm-hmm. my staff has been like, I think people are going to get offended. And you should be like, nope, oriental and, chicken and, it is. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, because it's like, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's just, look, it's generalities. I mean, you don't see people dabbling into like specific Nordic culture or European culture when it's mm-hmm. like, yo, man, no, if you want to be across the board correct, then do that. If not, yeah. fucking name it whatever you want. It's fucking food. Who cares? Why not? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because I think it's easier to just be very lax about it because it doesn't matter at the end of the day because we're all here and mm-hmm. then we're all giving up a little bit of our culture to gain more culture from everybody else. Which is dope. I think it's dope. From the food standpoint, yes. I love it. But here's the problem, though. How many people are aware of their own culture coming in? 
And I think that's a problem mm. for each individual separately. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. some people are more cultured depending on how their upbringing is. And some people mm. are just like, yeah, I'm this, but I don't know nothing about it. So fuck it. Yeah. So I don't really care. Yeah. I, I have a connection to maybe my family on holiday. We do this one thing together and if that, that's my connection but to besides my heritage. That, um, McDonald's all Other day, that, um, yeah, fast food, um, get Denny's. chicken wings and yeah. Denny's pancakes. And, and that's to me yeah. the real America in a lot yeah. of ways. Cause Good. that's it this point of life that is still major market yeah so it's not where's what we're speaking about is a very small microcosm and percentage of people i think that are dabbling in you know home cooking. hopefully like i said we always say hopefully it's growing but I hope it's growing. numbers say that you know fast food and kind of eating out i mean if you look it's well we i no, live in, i dollar, live in the burbs like we say all that's the time what I'm saying. you vote with your dollar but as we continue on maybe it changes but i always i always wrestle with that because like I said, like seeing a white person do Thai food, you know, yeah, or seeing that? a Mexican person do sushi. It's like, why not? That's what I'm saying. I think as we like you said, I think we are in an adolescence infancy stage where not only introduction of ingredients and information, but I think also kind of the perception is yeah. starting to change because you I realize you're like it doesn't have to be the person of the ethnicity making it, especially no. in America. I think our generation is kind of like mixed on the sure I'll go eat at a sushi place where it's a yeah, like you were saying, like a Mexican dude making sushi. Yeah, yeah. I'll try it. Why yeah. not? I know what's the difference. I think <laughs> the generation below us has really got it together. Of like, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Is it, does it taste good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try it. Why not? Why yeah. not try it? But see, once we uh, get to that point, now, how much of the original or traditional content gets lost? Maybe it does get lost for a while, and maybe we cycle back around, and people rediscover. Like how we're trying Miso to do now. Clams. Uh, that's and maybe that's what we're doing now. See, because yeah. I'm thinking somebody or this idea happened 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Probably. Where people were in the fusion It must world. have, really. It had Otherwise, to how did Renee rediscover pickling? Thank you. Because they had the same issue. That's what I'm thinking. I think you're on the right track when you're thinking about looking at old cookbooks. Because like when I was looking at my Playboy cookbook, it was literally like the Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. They came out with a fat-ass cookbook by, I forgot what it was. But I was looking at a lot of those recipes. That shit looked like old French cuisine. Like I'm they looking had at the like, patrol sole with the brown butter. Oh, caper they had, they had way more. The uh, they crab. definitely had that, but they had like <laughs> a lot of pates. A lot. Oh, of, dude, I love that stuff. But too. I'm thinking back in the days when you're thinking about castles and shit. I'm thinking mm. they're eating a lot of that. You know, like meat baked in bread. Yeah, I mean, probably. That's basically, what they're eating. They probably ate bunches of roasts because bunch of roasts. That's like what was conducive to their cooking equipment that they had. Yeah, it wasn't. It didn't make sense for them to make like a. Burblanc or au jus or no. demi because it, it, their cooking equipment was too unreliable to do something like that. Yeah, could have been just like a regular Spitfire yeah. open yeah. thing. I'm I'm curious to know how good the bread was back in the days because oh, bread we'll to know. me is one of those like mystery foods where it's like yeah. starter the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, it is like a little magic trick the, the whole time. Thank you, because I'm thinking, what was a bread like back then? Out of the uh, you stone hearths, we'll have to go to Egypt, I think to. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe the listeners can pay for us to go to Egypt. I mean, day. I wouldn't mind. I'm I'm trying to find the the truth of the world through food because I yeah. like, like I said before, I love to follow certain ingredients that have kind of mm-hmm. bounced around. Bread like said, would be a good one because it's been around. That that is what enabled humans to to really take over. Hey, that's what I'm thinking. Is bread? Yeah, because you could have it for like you could make a bunch of bread one day. Dinner. Yep. And you could have it for like seven days, mm-hmm. and it'd be fine. That's what you'd see people on the Oregon Trail, mm-hmm. people in old and it's crazy how it's not only bread but you know like flatbread Mm non-bread like every culture has their take on this idea of this starchy thing that's able to fill your belly you know what i mean yeah so i'm like almost every culture i think kind of right off the rip has like a kind of a flatbread Mm -hmm. some kind of really some kind of like quick yes low ferment time mm-hmm. still sour e or yeah. yeasted bread yeah something something to do with some kind of magic in the uh the baking world yeah because that's what i'm thinking God, who's the first person to figure out how to make flour thank you that's that, what that would have been just crazy because yeah those are the, the moments field. i wish i could like go see someone and, like, has to have what drove someone. you to take this weed and smash it I assume they probably smashed it. And how long did that take? On a stone grinder. And that was worth it. That was more worth it to you than going out and maybe because it was more predictable. I don't know. But think about it. But it would just be awesome to to go see. That's what I'm thinking. I want to be in the mindset and just see how it came together. If it clicked, unless 
it's been passed down. Because like this, I don't know if you ever seen like rice terraces before. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like they look like yeah. stairs who, who on a mountain, you right? To do that, like to, to t- basically tame a mountain. How? How? How does that even come? Something that's like immensely bigger than you. Thank you. And you're like, you know what? Bet I'm gonna take that over, and I'm gonna decide what yeah, grows you on would it. Almost think someone told you. Someone mm. told you. Like I'm saying, like brazing techniques and steaming and poaching. It's oh, like I know. It's. It, it's endless. It's endless. And it, a lot of this technique comes from, you know, French cuisine, Basque culture, mm. whatever that is. They talk about the interesting place. The Basque country is some weird special place they talk about. Yeah. Not only in the culinary world, but even in, in deep history. Oh, I've read yeah. different stories about Basque country, and I'm just like. In all the ways, Basque is wildly different than everyone else. <laughs> that's and why. That opens up that, you know, Pandora's box of like, yeah. yo, we're talking about possible, you know, Maybe advanced culture Maybe they were the shit. first, like, outliers of a society got kicked out, and they couldn't be redominated i mean for all i know those either could have been people that are either on the vikings level or uh, something yeah. like that because I if just, viking people yeah. came down I with some wish i could go back and watch spec all we can do is speculate at this yeah, point which is fun too but i'm <laughs> thinking that's what it is because when you like even Ferran Adria, like uh el bully them dudes were from the Basque country yeah. i'm like and they're wild they, they were, were making wild. see-through dumplings what they, they said bet you got olive oil let me take that olive oil and make it noodles. look like an olive again. Oh, I know. <laughs> Cut it open. What are yeah. you doing? I'm going to take just the one part and I'm going to make it look like the whole thing again. Yeah. And you're going to be mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. See, and it makes you think because those are those kind of things where those are thought provoking things. And I don't know what people take from those things. But for me, it's just more fascinating of just trying to figure out like the origin of how food got here because it yeah. brings everybody together it's the one thing at every fucking social gathering it's never necessarily the talking point mm-hmm. certain times it but is it's but required. it's always there and it has to be there yeah and certain things draw i mean it's just such a crazy idea and back to the original point no one really thinks about it no you take it for saying? granted take it for granted yeah it's fucking crazy yeah i don't get it i don't know tell me about it i don't know why I is can't. this it's awesome all right, so you were going. Maybe that was a way to get a large group of people together to, and you could convince them of your opinion, and you provided food. Yeah, I think people just should talk more about food. Yeah, instead no, of sure. you know I, what I mean, like whatever. I definitely the think is. people should be more food obsessed. Fuck yeah! I mean, people are. You'll, but to you'll talk have about your it. body in way better condition. I promise. I mean, you can depending you can. on how you eat. And uh, to yeah, be honest, I think t- yeah. See how much of food I think plays a role. I think a lot. Of it, but I don't think it's in the way that we think. I don't think it's actually what mm-hmm. you're eating per se. I think it's more in combination of what foods may be together, plus, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing after, at what times. Oh, like, there's yeah, so many different I've things. Definitely talked about this. Yeah, you know, I know we got yeah. about it in a round before, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So I think that, we did a whole diet thing, thing one I time. Know. They can go back and listen. All right, so to touch on this little thing you were talking about, since you didn't want to be negative, you were talking about. Uh, Uber, Postmates, DoorDash. Oh, you really brought it up. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I hate them all equally. Uh, but, but it's here. I, but I also see the convenience factor is off the charts high. I, I don't, you know, I don't like them because they exist with no product. They don't really produce anything. They're just like the a service. distributor. Yeah. They're like a sec. They're like an end of the line distributor straight to the to the person which mm-hmm. i get it it's convenient obviously it's a popular idea and i'm in the minority and that's fine uh what i don't like about them is somehow they have convinced everybody that they're like necessary almost like people have forgotten yeah. that they can buy Just themselves go and pick up something yeah. uh and another reason i don't like them is it's definitely takes away from people's um interest in food because you don't have to think about any part of your food you can just like pick something and it arrives and you know it tastes good and done and uh you know i'm definitely impartial but being interested in what you're eating is crucial and i think cooking for yourself is super meditative and gives you a chance to kind of zero in on on you and something that's important for you uh whereas Postmates, you know, for a fee, you can basically have anything you want, which is, I don't know. It's not for me, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say, I think. I don't know, unless you have a really good point. I don't have a good point. I'm just thinking it's here to stay. It's more telling of how people are, especially during this time. Yeah. Like, Conveniency is king, always. It, it That's always why is. Amazon is gigantic. That's what I'm thinking. Now, we ushered ourselves into this, or 
this is kind of by design where it ultimately was going to get to this point. That's a good argument. Think about it. Uber was around. DoorDash has been around. Postmates has been around long before the pandemic. Yeah. So don't think for a second this didn't exist. It's just in this time now. It definitely accelerated them. It's kind of pushing. But they were already getting big. That's what I'm saying. So it kind of leans on the idea that people – you know, are more into convenience. Now, is that by choice or is that by some weird, we've shifted culture to be I bet more that's part like of this. human nature is convenience. Is it? Cause, yeah, because I think you're always going to um, be tempted to take the chance, the path of least resistance because mm. it, it can be um, masked as being efficient mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, all these delivery services are definitely convenient and efficient you know you don't have to spend time cooking at home mm-hmm. but there's a price there's there a price is. for that and maybe it's not the most efficient use of your money no it isn't but it but the other it's, ways are convenient yeah. give it that mask of being the most efficient mm-hmm. i think uh, and you know i don't know i think last night you know I, I know i cook all the time and and probably this isn't for everybody but i decided i was hungry and 10 15 minutes later i had like a whole meal boom and you know, it doesn't have to take that long. And obviously I have more practice than the common person. So yeah. I can do that, but let's double that. So you're half as fast as me and in 30 minutes, like less than one episode nowadays, you could have a home cooked meal about the same time as it takes to get it delivered. It takes a while sometimes. True. You know, even and if I, it, even if it yeah. takes you 45 minutes. Yeah. But see, my thing is what are people doing? What are you doing that you're saving that much time? You're probably looking at your phone wishing that you didn't spend so much time looking at your phone Boom. on the internet on tv yeah which is gonna be on i looked at tiktok for an hour today it was I, awesome i love watching tv I love also yeah. i'm on youtube all the time but but what's and that's where i think culture is always interesting because it's mm-hmm. like i don't necessarily think we're choosing it i think that mm-hmm. there are factors at play that know how we are dumb monkey brains think yeah. and somehow we've been coerced I think people to definitely think this know. is okay you know what I mean? And you know I think how to that's capitalize on yeah. that. Yeah. For real, because there's no way that these things didn't know that they knew they were going to be big. Now, did they know beforehand and know what's going on? I mean, I can't say. I'm crazy, yeah. obviously. But yeah. for the I fact that it's think here early now, on, here. I think they probably knew they're like, we're, we're on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's killing it. And like you said, is it more upsetting because it's as, as, as from the restaurant world? You're just thinking like, damn, like where the. I just see it as I'm missing out. I'm putting in all the work and mm-hmm. I'm missing out on so much of the profit, mm-hmm. which is, you know, makes me angry. But, and don't get me wrong, I'm all for if you have a good idea and people think it's mm-hmm. popular, I, in that way, I'm 100% capitalist mm-hmm. and I think you should, you should succeed because you took a chance on you yeah. to start. You know, I think if you take a chance on yourself mm-hmm. and it's popular, you should make it. Yeah. Uh, do I think that this is, something that should be popular i think is maybe what i'm getting at i don't think it should be popular mm-hmm. uh, i don't think it should be thriving the way it is because i believe people should cook for themselves at home mm-hmm. or or spend the time to go out to eat mm-hmm. and i think i'm coming at that from a place of not being bitter that they're successful just more of a i believe your time has so much value that those are the ways you should spend it true dictator <laughs> that's fine i mean it, it, it's crazy <laughs> I'll, to I'll me be because like i said i think i'm trying to, i'm trying to project out what this might look like in the future because like i said i don't think these things are, are going no. away if anything i think there's probably going to be better services that yeah. come out because i think a lot of people have fits with doordash and certain mm-hmm. things because of timing issues or the way it's handled so i think as time goes on i think some of these service it's either these ones or there'll be new services that yeah. are a little more you know, uh, maybe food friendly where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I'm basically an extension arm of your restaurant. So mm-hmm. therefore I'll try That's to, what they are now. But I mean, right now it's not the greatest. It's like hiring a yeah. shitty server, yeah. but there will be probably at some point. Oh, where they're line. just even more tied in. Yeah. They're, they're just more. Tied I think in. we're going to end up I mean? like Wally. I think Wally crushed it on their prediction of the it. future. Oh. Uh, okay. Thing? So Wally, I think they all, I forget if they live. Spoiler in, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen Wally, I'm sorry. You know, it's too, late. it's too late. You missed out. Exactly. Uh, there's like a trash robot who lives on the earth moving trash around and okay. he's semi, I don't know, whatever. That part's not important. The w- people live in like these chairs that like float around like the Jetsons and they're constantly plugged into something mm-hmm. and they're constantly eating and they're like super obese and robots just take care of them 100%. Hmm. They're, uh, I know. That's why it doesn't seem that far away. Talk about me crazy. Go ahead. Continue. I mean, that's, and I think they crushed it because I think, you know, our 
science advancement is going to get to the point where uh, as soon as they can figure out energy being limitless, that's the fast track to turning into Wally. Because once energy is limitless, it'll have no value, mm-hmm. right? So, you, and with enough energy, you can make anything. Mm-hmm. So resources will become resource wars are over. Yeah, like that. It's infinite. So then, what do you fight over? Nothing. There's nothing to fight over mm-hmm. once energy is limitless, mm-hmm. because there'd be no point for one culture to hoard it over another. Mm-hmm. Because you literally have an infinite amount, and probably people will hold it over other people. Try to, but if it's but everywhere. even we can go farther and even say, okay, let's say we'll just do America because I grew up here. Let's say America invents limitless energy, okay. and we choose to dominate everyone over it. Okay. okay, fine, but probably in like 200 years, everyone will be so assimilated there'll just be one culture anyway. Hmm. So whether it happens immediately that people get over the resource wars or just over a couple of generations, that's what's going to happen. That's an interesting thing because when I think about resources and I think about it, it takes me back to the idea of farmed wild kind mm-hmm. of uh, genetically modified, not genetically modified, because I think in my opinion, that's kind of goes parallel to what we're talking about in, in the sense of, are we ultimately okay with um, how far food becomes, you know, kind of uh, messed with? To mm. some degree. Like, people forget, yeah. like, you know, bananas, tomatoes. Those aren't the original. They're not the same, no. You know Absolutely what I'm saying? Not. So this is an evolution through time, through farming, through, you know, methods yeah. of science. At some point, because I remember having this discussion before. I don't know if you ever heard of the the idea of creating your own protein at home. Like, mm. uh, through, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was it's early stages, but the idea of trying to kind of... Scientifically, like, make your own protein at home and like kind of glue build up amino the acids to kind of to home. that degree. Just some kind of like the individual home person could do it. Similar uh, to that. That's wild. But think about it though, because I mean, that's not too far off. You know, I mean, impossible is that's for sure a revolution. I mean, there is an impossible burger. Yeah, and every fast food joint embraced it. So, yeah. it, not to make fast food like the end all be all, but that's clearly you know at least a good scope of possibly you know what's on a menu for. A majority of people yeah. that would eat it. Uh, so that's that means, fair. Yeah, because if they if they embrace it and mm-hmm. they continue, that means it's popular enough. Popular enough. So that's yeah. why when I bring that up, some people are kind of off putting by that. Some people are like, oh, that that's kind of weird. Most people think it's weird, but then it's not that weird to think that you know the tomato, the banana. I mean, chickens to some degree, beef to some degree. I mean, a lot of these are domesticated animals that kind of live in these situations that aren't you know ideal. At least in the mm-hmm. idea of what we think, yeah, it yeah. would be. And we're kind of okay with that, but it's voting with our dollars. It becomes kind of that thing. Yeah. Cause my thing is, and this is where we kind of, I kind of expanded it out and thinking, are we messing up the balance of nature? Oh, Us for sure individuals, we are. because yeah. as we continue to do this, it almost seems like we're setting up ourselves for failure because we're altering, you know, so much just to accommodate our wants, mm-hmm. not to be all tree yeah. hugging and shit like that. Well, I mean, but we are the dominant, uh, species on the planet true which you know as the dominant species you are going to take things for your advantage mm-hmm. because you're dominant you, yeah you but get who to are choose. we in competition with nobody that's right now it's weird we, we <laughs> with each other humans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, i guess that's all that was left is like well i can't compete with anything around because we already dominate all of them so yeah. let's just fight each other for fun I, I don't know that's what's fascinating because i'm thinking like going on to your wally idea it's like what's going to stop us from getting there it's only I don't us. Know. I get nervous about that. I do too because yeah. I've heard of that theory not through the Wally thing, but I've heard of a similar theory just we're, in things I've listened to yeah. where it gets to that point where well, what's just are like Terminator? We, Terminator was just the robots being like, Skynet We know how to take better care of you than you do. So yeah. let us do it and then you know the whole fight it focuses on the uh the you know, the freedom of the human being to choose is is important. But True. will that really work out that way? But think about it. We have freedom. If people now. are already going for, you know, food delivered that they don't have to do anything Thank about, you. why would they be against a robot choosing what's best for them? Thank you. Especially because if we're you know doing you're it now. get put in something that yes. you're wearing your your world will just be a screen that you just like do whatever you want all day. Have you seen the Google Glass that they're probably coming out with? Yeah. I think it's Google I, Glass. I, every time I see something like that, I'm like, we're one step closer to Wally. We're getting close. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, well, what's to stop that? Or if are we inevitably what, gonna get what that? What handbrake is in the way? I don't know. Maybe there's something unknown. I mean, 
logically I know energy is not limitless. Not yet. Uh, I think that's a scientific fact. I don't know. But it, it would make sense to me that energy is not limitless unless you assume that you could have unlimited access to the other energies around you. Meaning? Like if we could somehow harvest another sun's energy, mm. we basically have unlimited energy because the sun has so much. But most much. energy comes from coal right now, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I want to I mean, say I would 80%. like it to be solar energy. Solar accounts for like 2%. I know, it's sad. And yeah. then nuclear is about 15. Yeah. Last time I checked. I think nuclear is getting cleaner, though. I mean, cleaner in what way? I, I mean, mean, not. The, I'm, I'm a nuclear. Yeah. I'm a nuclear kind of dude. Yeah, but I'm down with it. My thing is like, it's cold now. Are we thinking there's not enough resources? Because for me, fossil fuels. I'm like, yo, fossil fuels. For one, I, dinosaurs to me. I'm like, man, I'm kind of fifty fifty on that. You wild. But think about this <laughs> though. You're that. telling me what I'm using is just old dinosaur bones. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Does that like, mean anybody can be vegan? I guess no, it's impossible. That, that mean that <laughs> makes me think it's like okay, energy. <laughs> It's, I think that's just what they're telling us because if we're not yeah. fighting with each other, then what the fuck are we doing? So they have to stave us off because I think ultimately there's an idea where I think what the Wally thing is key is because what are humans at the end of the day? Just an animal. Just an animal trying to survive each day. But were we always but an animal to begin with? Well, we've just made it so easy to survive each day that we got bored and we we're like, let's look at other things. But that's, that's probably see, how our brain got better. It, it, that's why when you met freedom, right? You're like, yo, freedom to choose, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But those choices are not, are, we didn't create the choices. The choices are given to us. Mm-hmm. So there's a false sense of freedom, in my opinion, where it's like, yeah, you're free to choose between this, whatever this, options and this. I give you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> definitely, yeah, that's true. That's why I'm kind of like, yeah. wait, I don't think this I think is you're what. You're super giving away your conspiracy well, theorist just, ideals it's not even, here. It's not even conspiracy. It's just more of as we continue to question, you're just more, we're, we're more, because th- like if we're talking about food and we're looking at the idea of, you know, convenience to us, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stripping away and, and, you know, kind of the hist- not history, but just kind of what life used to be, you know, cooking, farming, all that. Like you even talked about it, like, yo, I don't know how to farm. I, I barely know how to grow like, you know, onions type shit. Yeah. Um, they grow themselves. And as we go continue on, those things are obsolete. And then what we all just live in cities and then we live yeah. the way what we live. And robots do all the farming, all the farming for us. Oh, see. Robots are going to do everything for us. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You are. I mean, that's. I feel like that's just a fact at this point. Polo Damo, Food Junkie Radio, <laughs> number seven. Thank you, brother. Always appreciate it. Uh, anything, a, words for the peeps? Uh, cook for yourself at home. Drink water. I think I say that every time. Good. But, yeah, drink water, cook for yourself at home, and, uh, you know, enjoy your day. I, I guess. Focus on enjoying your day, for real. Happy New Year, folks. Thank you again. Oh, yeah, Food Junkie Happy Radio, New number year. seven. <laughs> Ryan the Revac out.